Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. The first team that we're going to talk about in the NFL is the team that's closest to my heart, and I'm going to be honest with you, I'm going to be very biased about this, and that is my favorite team, the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans are located in Nashville, Tennessee, and play at a stadium called Nissan Stadium. They were founded in 1999, but actually the team itself was founded in 1960 when Bud Adams and other men began the Foolish Club, that is, the owners of the AFL who decided to compete against the NFL. They were known at that time as the Houston Oilers. The Houston Oilers were very successful in the first couple of years of the AFL. They won the first two AFL championships. And in fact, when you look at that time, you will see that their second draft pick, their second uh, number one draft pick, was a man named Mike Ditka. Now, he didn't play for them, but it's interesting to see that they picked Mike Ditka as their number one draft pick in 1961. The Tennessee Titans became the Tennessee Titans in 1999, but from 1996 to 1999, when the Houston Oilers left, they actually played in Memphis, Tennessee, and then they played at Vanderbilt Stadium, and they were known as the Tennessee Oilers at that time, which was funny because living in Tennessee, we don't have oil here. If we want oil, we go to the store and buy Mobile One. We were thinking that can't be the name that they would pick, but Bud Adams decided to call himself the Tennessee, to call his team the Tennessee Titans because Nashville is considered the Athens of the South, and Titans represent the the epitome of what men would want to be. The Tennessee Titans sport 19 people who have either played or coached for them at one time or another in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. 19 people. Their total team stats, they have 440 wins, 470 losses, in six ties, so we got to work on getting back to 500 with that. They are 17 and 21 in the postseason. No Super Bowl wins yet, uh, and that's a big yet. And again, as I say, that they have two AFL championships. One of the things about the Titans that that you as a fan should understand is that we hold we don't have a very long tradition here in Nashville, but we do have some impressive moments. In 1999-2000, in fact, in January 8, 2000, the Music City Miracle took place. Now, our, our Buffalo Bills friends may not like that moment, but that is a special moment. And as I'm sitting here in my office recording this, I'm looking across and I'm seeing a picture of Kevin Dyson running down the field to score the touchdown to win that game. And yes, it was a legal play. Frank Wycheck threw a legal pass. The Houston Oilers, they do have a great history to talk about. The Love You Blue era 
1970 with Bum Phillips and Earl Campbell, who's one of the greatest running backs of all time. We see so many different people come through there. Even Ken Stabler and Archie Manning came through there. When they came over to Nashville, we see that they brought over the a, a man named Jeff Fisher to be their coach. And he is the winningest coach in Tennessee Titans, Houston Oilers history. In On April 4, 2018, just to unveil new uniforms, downtown Nashville had over 10,000 fans to watch the unveiling of the Titans' latest uniforms. Nashville is fully on board with their Tennessee Titans. During the 50th anniversary of the AFL, the Titans played against the New York Jets. The Jets were once known as the New York Titans. On that day, the Titans played the Oilers. And I had to make sure that I was paying attention to that because I say, go Titans, but I'm actually rooting for the New York Jets instead of the Tennessee Titans, who were the Houston Oilers that day. And I want to share a story with you. And in fact, before I share a story with you, I, I would be amiss if I didn't mention that the Titans played in one of the best Super Bowls of all time, Super Bowl 34, ending up one yard short from tying the game against Kurt Warner and the St. Louis Rams. But I want to share a story with you by Jim Wyatt from the book Titans Sideline. It's talking about one of the greatest players in Titans history. That is Bruce Matthews. If Cal Ripken is known as baseball's Iron Man, then Bruce Matthews has to qualify as the NFL's version. During his 19-year career, Matthews played in more games than any full-time position player in league history, 296. He started every game from November 29, 1987 until he retired at the end of the 2000 season. He is blessed with good health and a body that was able to withstand the grind in the NFL year after year after year. Matthews, who played every position on the offensive line during his career, was selected by the Houston Oilers in the 1983 draft. He was named to 14 Pro Bowls. Over the year, he blocked for 15 different quarterbacks and 28 different running backs. That is one of the greatest players in Houston Oilers, Tennessee Titans history. We've had several men like Steve McNair and Eddie George, Earl Campbell, Chris Johnson, who was one of just a few men who rushed for over 2,000 yards. One of the best seasons I've ever seen a team uh, play at that point. There's your little bit of a history of the Tennessee Titans. Now, as we go through this, I want to also share the history of some of the other teams, some of the teams that you may like. And if you want to be part of this show, if you want to be part of the show to share your story about your team and what makes your team special and what makes it family, you can message me on Twitter at Jeremy underscore McFarlane at Jeremy, J-E-R-E-M-Y underscore M-C-F-A-R-L-I-N. We'll see if we can get you on this podcast. But this podcast is not just about history. This is about the fan experience that makes football family. So at the end of every episode, I would like to have an interview with a fan. 
And this week's interview is a fun one for everyone to enjoy. And can you give me your names, please, and uh, a little bit of background? I'm Marilyn, and uh, I'm Ward. Okay. And we are football fans, and well, we are Titan fans. See, you're the best kind of fans. And and the one thing that people are going to understand about this podcast is, yes, I am biased. I am extremely biased, and I'm not ashamed of it. Tell me, uh, the foot, the podcast is called Football is Family, and that's what it's going to be called. That's, that's where I'm going with right now. What makes football family to you? I know the background because I've known y'all for a while, but please let everybody know. Well, <clears throat> Jeremy, when when it was an, first announced that the Houston Oilers were coming to Nashville to become what would ultimately be the Tennessee Titans, we got excited about that because we've always been pro football fans in our house. This gave us an opportunity to bring that a lot closer to where we live. As you know, we're an hour, hour and 15 minutes from Nashville. So we sort of bought the bullet in the very beginning and bought our, put our names in for our PSLs in the very beginning. So we are founder PSL owners. Um, that was exciting. That's what got it all started. And then as you participate and you become a little more vested or a lot more vested in the team itself, and you just kind of get into it and kind of become a part of it, it in turn becomes a part of you. Um, at the time this all started, our youngest daughter was a very young girl. How old was she? I don't remember she exactly. Was, oh, 10 or 11. 10 or 11. And her passion for football increased with her participation as we, as we trekked off to Nashville and uh, started out as – very novice tailgaters, obviously. Uh, our field of experience in that, certainly in the pro realm, was nothing. And so we sort of fumbled our way around into that, and we found it was something we all enjoyed. Uh, our older children also became involved and would come in and be a part. So it, it became kind of like a family uh, camping thing, if you will. That's kind of how it all got started for us. And uh, it just grew from there. Well, we had all gathered around pro football before we had any idea that the Titans would locate here in Nashville. Now, who, what were your teams um, before the Titans came? Well, <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers. He was a Steelers fan. Okay, and we're going to mute Ward for <laughs> Yeah, I, I was a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Uh, and and of all the teams in the league at that time to be coming to Nashville, the Houston Oilers was my least favorite <laughs> uh, because of the Steelers connection back when before the league realigned. You know, the, the Oilers and the Steelers were in the same division. Was it the Central, the AFC Central, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. And uh, so anyway, I was a little reluctant in the very first. In fact, we our first. Titan versus Steeler game in Nashville. We went as a house divided. Uh, we split Mallory right down the middle from the top <laughs> of her head. Down we in, in, inlaid different jerseys and had her sewed up yellow this half, blue this half, oh. you know. And uh, bless her heart, she. The car was split down the middle yeah. too. Oh, so, you God. know, we've had that kind of fun with it. And then, of course, as I said a few minutes ago, the more 
vested you become in it, you let those old passions go. And I let those old Steelers go, although I still have fond memories of all the guys I enjoyed playing. Uh, and what, enjoyed about, what about you, Miss Marilyn? What were you before? Well, uh, I was more of a Chicago Bears fan because I just – I loved the coaching style of Mike Ditka. It was, you know, just hard-nosed football. And I have watched football since I was in the seventh grade. And then our son played football when he was little. So we all were around football. Um, As a matter of fact, one year for an anniversary present, I surprised Ward with a trip to Pittsburgh to watch the Steelers play. And this was before we had any idea that there would be a team here. And it just so happened that we were playing the Tennessee Tennessee Oilers. Oh, my goodness. We (laughs) ran into some of the parents uh, in the parking lot of the the Oiler parents who, you know, had their campers around for their tailgates. but. we came back with some uh, Steeler paraphernalia, and every time the Steelers would play, our youngest daughter would delight in hiding it from her dad so he couldn't get it out. And that was always quite a yeah. quite a production. But even her, before she started kindergarten, you could show her an NFL logo, and she could tell you the name of the team and where they were. Uh, that's just – it was just always football. It's and good parenting. kindergarten, all the rest of the little girls had Holly Hobby backpacks. She had a Brett Favre backpack. Real good p- parenting. Now, y'all, y'all are not uh, – y'all who are listening to this podcast are not seeing the videos I am. Uh, Miss Marilyn's wearing her football earrings, and she has a ta- uh, Taylor DeWan jersey on. Mr. Ward is decked out in his white Tennessee Titans uh, shirt, um, and and I am uh, envious of um, of the jersey number one. Uh, whenever I buy a jersey, team uh, people team uh, tend to leave, so I don't want to buy a Luan jersey. Yet. <laughs> it's hard these days. Well, I bought a Derek Jer- a Derek Henry jersey, and I'm scared to wear it because I don't want him to go anywhere to get hurt. So, um, and what they were saying is in 1997. Uh, the Oilers came to Memphis, and as they were building uh, what is now Nissan Stadium, but at the time it was uh, it was the Coliseum, Arkadelphia Coliseum, I believe is what they called Adelphia. it. Adelphia. Adelphia. That's right. Adelphia. Thank you. Um, I keep messing that up for some reason. Then became uh, you know LP Field, and then it became Nissan Stadium. Uh, in order to raise funds for the stadium, they sold what is called PSLs that you got to pick whatever seat you wanted to, and then you bought the season tickets. And you have been in the seat since what is it, '99 that the Titans came here. So yeah, you've we're, had the we're same founder seat. PSL owners. Okay, we've actually swapped sections from the very beginning. Oh, okay, uh, for for many years we were in the upper deck section 307. We bought tickets with a friend of ours that uh, we bought three seats. He bought three seats, so we had six in a row there. Uh, but we climbed those uh, walkways <laughs> for all those years. It's a go path. The year that we sold those PSLs and bought ours down below, which is where we are now, they put an elevator in, and so now everybody in the upper deck can ride the elevator. But uh, yeah, we the, the first year that they put the elevator in, they wouldn't let. 
uh, people ride it unless they were infirmed. And my wife was pregnant with Kelsey at the time, but wasn't showing. And Kelsey is my middle daughter. And so they wouldn't let her ride the elevator up. And I'm like, come on, she's pregnant. No, she's not. They thought we were messing, but now it's just like, <laughs> yeah. hey. it is what it is. Uh, it's that face, Jeremy. <laughs> it, but trust me, it it it's. I have a face for radio. I really do. Um, uh, let me tell you about our relocation because this is a good story. Okay. So we had the three seats because uh, Mount, our youngest daughter, was still at home when we bought these. So she got married, and there was quite a dilemma between she and her fiance. They couldn't decide whether to buy season tickets from the Titans or whether to have a live band at their wedding. The PSLs won. They should. They should. You could. <laughs> <laughs> So they bought theirs and then we sold the three and we managed we managed to get exactly the row behind them, two seats down with our new seats. <laughs> good. Good stuff. Now uh her daughter and her husband, I, I did their wedding and uh they are uh, I envy them their tightness. They want to, they are Titans fans like I want to be. And and that's that's something with this next question is what drew you to the Titans in the first place? And is it simply because of the location more than anything? It was. It was for me because we could go to these games and we even discussed the fact that, you know, we didn't know that we would eventually become huge Titan fans. But we talked about the the teams and the players that we would get to see. Yes. Every time they play yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. The and it's not only players, uh, Jeremy. What we found, what was kind of evolved with us, I think, for all of us, aside from the, the fact that it is a time we spend together, uh, it's kind of unusual times. You know, we we throw in and cook a meal and uh, that kind of thing and prep for the game and so forth. But the other side of that is every week you, you meet people from all over the country who are coming in here as visiting fans. And it's, it's just very interesting to interact with those and their attitudes are from one end of the range to the other, you know, as far as they enjoy Nashville, they talk about what a great city it is. It, it certainly has been a, a positive on the national scene for not only Nashville, but for Tennessee. And hopefully some of that would filter down into, you know, the rural communities that we're in. But meeting those fans is is always a lot of fun. You never know what you're going to – it's like Forrest Gump's box of chocolates. You really don't know what you're going to get when these guys walk up to your grill and – they're all decked out and flamed up or whatever. I, I tell you what, I've only was scared one time with a fan base, and that would be the now Las Vegas Raiders. They come out with spikes and they're into it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of well, they all are really. The Pittsburgh Steelers, Philadelphia Eagles, yes. uh, the Raiders. You know, they always bring huge crowds. Uh, Cleveland brings some interesting. People, they, uh, when we went to the uh, draft, I met some a lot of Cleveland fans mm-hmm. and talked to them. And I tell you what, they are, uh, the, you know, knowing what they have been through in the past since '99 is themselves. Yeah. It, they are dedicated people. They yes, are. they are that. Yes. And then you got the Jaguars. I mean, good grief, <laughs> bless their hearts. 
uh, I, I'm glad to see him come north and enjoy a few minutes of, of uh, quality life. I mean, uh, <laughs> well, it's, excuse me, you might want to edit that. Out. I, I, no, no, we're leaving that one in. No, there. We went. We went. The reason I said it, we went to Jacksonville certainly for the uh, AFC playoff game the year yes. we went to the Super Bowl. We were we were at their home. Oh, okay, and, and uh, interacted with them, and that was very interesting. <laughs> they uh, <laughs> again, we were all new at this, or, but but I tell you, they that, were that experiencing um and you were just talking there about some special memories y'all have and i know you have special memories but i want to focus on one thing in particular uh y'all went to the uh game in baltimore this past year didn't you yes yes now i I, i'm gonna make it clear here that i don't hate any team but i despise the baltimore ravens (laughs) um and that's just because of 2000 99 2000 2001 Yes. That is that is it. Um, I'm bitter, and I'm okay with that. Uh, can you tell me, with that memory in in mind, uh, what was the what was your highlight this past year with you being a Titans fan? Well, I'd say that's it for me. Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore was because uh, number one. I, we're not. We're, we're certainly not Baltimore Raven fans. We we do have history with them. We had history. We were there in Nashville when oh, they uh, killed uh, us. Clean out. But but even prior to that, that Aaron, hurts. I will say this: uh, where we tailgate is on the uh, river side. Uh, excuse me, on the Nashville side of the river. Yes. So those fans that are staying downtown and coming by, they they come right by where we're at. In years past, Brian Billick, who was the coach at that time. Of the, of the Raven, he walked from his hotel room over to the stadium, which put him on the sidewalk going right by us, uh, <laughs> which I think is a class act and a very brave move on his very part, brave. especially given the atmosphere at that time. But uh, those were fun kind of days. Now, that doesn't happen anymore uh, like that. But, uh, but, but going to Baltimore, that was an incredible experience. Uh, Hats off to them. They've got a quality stadium, oh, a, a gorgeous facility, and all that up there. And the people were very, very nice to us up there. Yes, they were at, in the very beginning. And of course, it got a little worse as the game went on. But uh, well, the, the memory you know, we, got, we have all up there. Well, the memory I have in two thousand was when Ray Lewis took the ball from Eddie George, and that was uh, yes. that that hurt. Yeah. Uh, but the people in Baltimore were happy with us because. We put the Patriots out. I think we had about 30 teams that were happy with us at 30. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. And they've been talking about them ever since. Let, let's A couple more questions for you, if you would, please. Um, do you have uh, – and, and I'm number four I had on that list. We're going to skip it because you've already answered that. Uh, what are your favorite all-time Titans? Well, of course, you know, the classic guy, uh, Y-Check. Yes. Our daughter was the original Y-Chick, by the way. That's, that's what we doomed, <laughs> deemed her. But uh, Y-Check, McNair, uh, Eddie, Keith Bullock. Oh, yeah. I'd even throw Derek Mason in there, although he befriended he, us and became a Raven. But, yeah. uh, well, but so prior did, to that. So did Steve, so we don't hold that against them. Yeah. Oh, no. But Derek Mason was a very nice young man. We had dinner with him one evening. Did you? Yeah. That's one thing when you when you uh, you look at these guys and you see them. They're superheroes. 
they're they're massive guys. They you would think with the money they make, but when you look at and talk to people, like uh, just have a moment, like Marcus Mariota, very down to earth young man. Oh yeah. Uh, I hate that he it didn't work out in Tennessee. Lord, Lord willing, he has a good season in Las Vegas without beating us. Yeah. Um, but you know, when you when you talk to people and you see, well, who are your favorite players? There's a reason for that, uh, and maybe because you met them or they reached out to you. Or see, my favorite all time. I'm looking across. I have a Eddie George. He, I got to meet him. Highlight, highlight right there. Yeah. And then the the first training camp I went to for the Titans, I got to meet Frank Wachek, got his autograph. His jersey is in a place of honor for me uh, that I have. So, you know, that's what that to me, that's what makes football special. People who don't understand that uh, you don't meet these guys. You don't get to know these guys. But at the same time, they are still something to. Now, where were you when the Music City Miracle happened? Section 307 in those original PSL seats sitting right in front of a uh, Buffalo fan in an Andre Reed jersey who just oh. jumped up and threw his confetti with eight seconds still left on the clock. Well, in case uh, case you are a little bit younger, the Music City Miracle, Google it and make sure that you look at the video with Mike Keith and uh, I think Larry Stone. No, 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 no. I can I cannot think of his color commentator at the time, um, but Google it and make sure that you're listening to that broadcast. Ugh. Now I was listening to uh, a podcast recently from the Titans that uh, that they were telling a story, and uh, the color commentator now and my, again my mind is just blank, but he was working with Jeff Fisher at the time on the staff and they were going up to Buffalo. And as they were going up to Buffalo, they they was on a – I think it was a Monday night game or a Sunday night game, whatever it was. They had to introduce the players. And so he said, Coach, who? what players do you want to be introduced? And he said, uh, introduce the special teams. It was the year afterwards. Introduce the special teams. And as people started to notice the special teams come out, he started hearing the boos get louder until – Kevin Dyson, who ran it back, got introduced, and people caught what Jeff Fisher was doing. <laughs> now I, I laughed. I laughed at that, and I just uh, I thought, yeah, that sounds like Jeff Fisher. I got one other question for you, and uh, you guys, uh, you guys go to all the games. Uh, I see pictures of you at the games, and you tailgate. Yeah. Do you have any special rituals that you do before the game? Socks. <laughs> well, we have socks. Socks. Socks that don't that they have to be the same socks every time till we have a bad game, and then you can wash them. Yes. Do not wash your clothes if they're on a winning streak. <laughs> exactly. Actually, actually, Jeremy, you were talking about the the uh, original Coliseum, the Adelphia Coliseum. Uh, I have a silk flag, a banner type flag from the inaugural game in, in that uh, stadium. And the way I got that was <clears throat> I was standing on my grill over on the sidewalk on Gay Street and a guy came by trying to sell this flag. And <clears throat> I wasn't really interested in it, but I asked him how much he wanted for it. It was $8. Now, this was in where it was, 1999 or yeah, 2000, whatever the yeah. year was. 
And so I said, you know, man, I, I don't think so. And he said, well, what, what is that you're cooking? And I said, well, I'm, I'm grilling pork chops and we're going to fry some eggs here in, in, in a little bit. And he thought that was interesting and he went on. In a few minutes, he came back and he still had that flag. And he said, uh, you know, I can't seem to sell this flag. Would you trade that for? I said, yeah, I'll trade it for a pork chop sandwich. So <laughs> <laughs> we still have that flag, by the way, and it sits in our tailgate bag. So we fly that. That's kind of a ritual, I suppose. And that's the reason for that. But, and it's Dave McGinnis. I apologize, Coach Dave McGinnis. Um, my, your name went, it just left my head. Uh, so that's a ritual. You, you wear paint, don't you, Miss Marilyn? I've seen you paint your face up a little bit. I wear a little bit of everything. Uh, one ritual that we have that's um, at Thanksgiving, just about everybody up and down the, the street where we tailgate, we all get together and have a big Thanksgiving meal and everybody brings and contributes different things to it. And then at Christmas, we always put up a Titan Christmas tree and people come and have their pictures made in front yeah, of it's it. A, it's a photo op for anybody down there. And believe me, they take advantage of that. I'm coming this year. I have in my office right here, a little Titan Christmas tree. Let me think that yours is a lot bigger. So I will wear a mask and I will come and get my picture taken this yeah. year. Come on. Again, the mask won't be required by Christmas, but you know. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. It like is. I said, folks, I am biased. Uh, these are two great people. Uh, if you are in at Nissan Stadium, uh, you'll probably hear her before you see her. Uh, that's just how that works. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I, I think I have, uh, I've heard her a couple of times when I've been there too. Guys, I want to thank you so much for your uh for your time and uh this is why football is family to me so uh, i appreciate it ward and and yeah. uh and Marilyn, i appreciate that go titans tighten up tighten up this podcast is part of the sports history network your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport you can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com hey there sports history fan this is arnie chapman aka the football history dude and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Join George Bozica, the president of the PFRA, and myself, John Bozica, each month for the Professional Football Researchers Association official podcast. We'll discuss the history of the game, the many names of the game, and so many different things for you, making the history of football not only entertaining, but fun at the same time, as we join you on the Sports History Network on the official PFRA podcast. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.